Michelle Schoenfeld, and you're listening to You Lost Me at Namaste, where we discuss all things wellness, well-being, and spirituality at the real world level. But today, our show is going to be a little different. I wanted to use this platform in over 100 countries now and help spread a little humanity around the world to help in the efforts for the disaster relief going on in Turkey due to the earthquake. So here goes. I know I did a show on this a couple of weeks ago. Thank you, everybody who shared it and who donated um, or just who listened. You know, it's part of humanity. We're all in this together to do what we can to help, whatever that may mean for us personally. So today I wanted to do an update because things have changed. It has only been two weeks, two very long weeks, but the needs have greatly changed on how you can help and what efforts are needed. First of all, Uh, The embassies and the big charitable organizations don't need your hard donations anymore of goods. And what I mean by that is they no longer need the hats and gloves and blankets and boots and things like that. What they really need are monetary donations to help with the relief on the ground there now. There's immediate need now. So 99% of the time, that is the case. They're not taking, you know, used clothes and and new blankets and things like that anymore. The exception to that rule is if you have the means to donate big things for shelter, like industrial-sized tents or porta-potties or heaters, things like that, they are still taking those donations at select places in the United States and other embassies other Turkish embassies around the world. But this is what you can do now to help. This is how you can get money to exactly where it needs to go, because that is what it is all about right now, our financial donations. And I've narrowed down the list from two weeks ago to list my two top organizations you can donate to. For those of you in the United States and for Canada who are listening, I highly recommend the Turkish Philanthropy Fund. They are getting the money where it needs to go, very little overhead. It's making a direct impact now, and they're out of New York. What's great about them, besides the fact that they're very reputable, they've been around for a long time, they're huge in offering humanitarian aid, but you can make a credit card donation. And for a lot of people, especially in North America, we're used to doing credit card donations or Apple Pay, Venmo, things like that. Not so much bank transfers, which is more popular in Europe and in Turkey. So first, the Turkish Philanthropy Fund, and links will be in the show notes. So all you have to do is scroll down to the show notes and click directly. You don't have to worry about writing it down now. The second one is AHBAP. Uh, again, AHBAP, it's a non-governmental, uh, non-profit organization in Turkey doing really good work. And I do believe that they also can take credit cards and they prefer bank transfers, of course, because there's less fees. Again, link in the show notes, but I love what they're doing. They're probably the largest non-profit organization that's making the biggest impact right now in the earthquake zone in Turkey. In fact, I heard last week that they had already provided about 3,000 containers that they're turning into homes and shelters for people to live in. They're building uh, toilets and bathroom facilities, showers, things like that, in addition to bringing aid directly to the people who need it in the affected zone. And when I say the affected zone, let me like just really help out visualizing how large this area is. It overlaps 10 different provinces, kind of like state areas. It is 
if you think in North America, from Boston through New York, Philadelphia, all the way down to DC, how large that is. Think about like the country of France, Texas, bigger than the Florida panhandle. There, I saw a map actually that where they took the earthquake affected area and superimposed it onto the islands in the UK, like the whole Great Britain, that whole island, right? It's about the same size. This is a huge area, people. Over 250,000 people were unaccounted for. We know there's you know close to 50,000 deaths at this point. Like the devastation is much more severe than they're even showing on the news because we only have so much capacity for this kind of horrific information. So, um, you know, I don't want to digress. I don't want to bring anybody down. Like it is so important that we also focus on the positive stories, right? It's really important. We want to look at the pictures of, you know, the baby that was born or the girl that was rescued after 10 days. Um, you know, people finding these pets and their puppies and all this, the happy stories that are actually coming out of this. It's really difficult, um, when we're constantly bombarded with all the horrific images. So didn't mean to digress there. My third organization that I'd really like to promote is Haytop. It's uh, an animal um, rescue organization, and I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. I apologize, but there is a link in the show notes directly how you can help. So if you've already made donations of maybe clothes and blankets, or maybe you've made monetary donations, or for whatever reason, just animals really pull at your heartstring. This is a wonderful animal rescue organization that, again, is um, it's reputable, as I said. It is vetted. I personally donated to them myself. They're out of Istanbul, but they're helping right now with the earthquake. When I spoke to them last week, they'd already moved 400 animals um, in containers from the earthquake to my home area, which was Bodrum, um, and they are constantly on the ground now providing um, food and medical aid and trying to reunite some of the animals with their owners. Of course, there's a lot of animals that will never be reunited with their owners and making sure that they get the medical attention they need and the food they need. And this is not to take away from the people that need our help. We know that, of course, right? It's just another area that we can show some humanity. And donations don't need to be large. Oh, by the way, I should also say that they take credit cards. So that's big for a lot of people. We want to use our credit cards just for the safety. Um, so even $5 helps the cost of your coffee. It goes a long way in Turkey. And if you can do $25 or a hundred dollars or more, wow, even better. Every little bit makes a difference. It really does. And, you know, we have to be careful that we don't forget about this. So if you're listening to this podcast, whether it's this week Um, the third week of February, or it is, you know, in July, or it's 2024, whenever it is, this area is going to be affected not only for months, but for years to come. So your donation to these organizations is always going to come in handy. Always, always, always. I've been through two natural disasters myself, not as severe, of course, both hurricanes. One time I had my house totally destroyed. Another time my parents, um, beach house was destroyed. And the areas took years to rebuild. So I can only imagine, right, in this area that is already um, has infrastructure that is in question and is in financial crisis and just the mass devastation 
of this, the mass devastation. So your money's always going to help be helpful no matter when you listen to this podcast. And please share this. If you're interested in helping out this area of the world, please share this with your friends. Anybody who you think might also want to make a donation. For myself personally, I did donate to the Turkish Philanthropy Fund. I went down to the embassy in Washington, D.C. on three separate days and helped their sorting with their efforts. I also actually had the pleasure to speak with official representatives from the embassy. Um, and one of the sh- stories that they shared with me that I really liked, talk about hopeful, is how many people came out to volunteer. There were mounds. I can't even explain how many items have been donated. And not just blankets and clothes, but you know, generators and medicine and heart monitors and so many things, bags and bags and piles and boxes of supplies that they were putting on trucks, getting to airplanes and container ships to get over to Turkey. So what he said is so many people came to volunteer to help sort and, and do whatever they could to lend a hand. They really didn't want to turn anyone away because people feel helpless, right? When you're far from home, whether if you're Turkish and you know this is your country and you're far from home, you can't help, or you're just somebody who has an affinity or a big heart for the country like myself, you want to do something. Or maybe you just don't have the finances to help, but you have you know the manpower to help. Giving back, volunteering your time makes you feel connected, makes you feel makes you feel good for sure, but it just makes you feel connected to the cause and like you're doing something. It makes you feel a little bit less helpless and part of the larger collective and part of community. And we know we're pack animals. We like to feel part of community. So I thought that was a really beautiful story. He gave me a tour of the different areas in the embassies where they're doing the sorting and the packing. And just seeing everyone come together from all walks of life and all cultures working together these long hours, it was a beautiful snapshot of humanity. Um, humanity at its best, to be honest, because that is one thing that we're good at is coming together in times of crisis. So that was a positive. I, I really did enjoy that. I also got to meet the U.S. Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. And I apologize if I'm pronouncing his name wrong. But I found him to be an absolutely lovely man. Uh, Spoke to him for a while. Didn't realize his ties to Turkey. His grandfather was actually born in Turkey. So I really hope that he uh, is able to help out and the relief efforts, and maybe on some of the immigration issues. So I'm not going to go into the politics of it, but I did have the opportunity to meet him. That was quite an honor. I really enjoyed him, and I was proud that he was at the embassy showing his support and compassion for what is going on. So those are ways that you can help. You can help by donating. Of course, always the Red Cross. The Red Cross is good too, but what I love about the Turkish Philanthropy Fund and AHBAP and the Animal Rescue uh, organization I mentioned, is that the money is going directly to where it needs to go right now without huge overhead and mailing lists and you know red tape bureaucracy kind of stuff. And I apologize, I'm not mentioning anything on Syria right now, and that's simply because I don't have the information. With the different sanctions around the world, it makes it very challenging. So if you're listening to this and you know of a good organization that is helping out and you want me to include it, please send it to me. You can send it to me at um, michelle at michelleschoenfeld.com or on Instagram, Michelle Schoenfeld Official, and I am happy to include it in the show notes at a later date, once I've vetted it, of course. 
Um, so I, like I said, I just simply don't have enough information on how you can help for Syria, but all of these organizations in Turkey are making a big impact right now. Another good story I heard that I really liked was coming out of the country of Qatar and it was all the mobile housing units, kind of like trailer mobile housing units that they had for the athletes from the world cup. They are sending or have been last week sending to Turkey to, um, just donate them to help with the people who are homeless and who've lost everything. I thought that was a really beautiful story of humanity and the world coming together as well. And like I said, this is going to be months and years in the making. So we're going to need a lot of support in a lot of different ways um, to continue to pour into this area. So that said, another thing I wanted to address is compassion fatigue. You really want to make sure, um, we want to make sure that you don't have compassion fatigue in general. What that is, is like when you are exposed so much to something that is traumatic, where you have to show compassion, that you can get yourself to a point where you're just numb or you just don't care anymore. And it's not that you don't care, it's just you can't feel. And it's honestly a way of protecting yourself but it's not healthy. It happens maybe when you have to take care of a loved one who has like a terminal illness, right? A spouse has to take care of somebody with cancer or somebody was in a debilitating accident or things like this, natural disaster, things that go on long-term where you have to provide continual compassion, compassion, you get something called compassion fatigue where you just simply can't do it anymore. And as I said, it's not healthy. When we are exposed to stressful situations or as a caregiver, Caregiver, initially it feels good because we like to help out, but then we start to produce more cortisol because of the stress, because of what we're seeing. And the, the stress that comes from witnessing or following something that is traumatic, such as a natural disaster like this earthquake, your body will start to produce more and more cortisol and it can be addicting. We know law of attraction, right? What we focus on expands. So when you're focused on the trauma and, oh my gosh, what happened next? What's now what's going on? Now what's the death toll? Now what, where's the suffering coming from? Your body starts to crave it. It's like, because you get this adrenaline rush and it's not sustainable. So we want more and more. It's kind of like slowing down and looking at a car accident and wanting to see because we get this flood in our body but we don't want that. It's not healthy long-term. It produces inflammation. It produces illness. It's our stress hormone causes, you know, of course it causes aging. We're not caring about that right now. What we're caring about is illness and sickness and lowering our immune system and causing inflammation. And we don't want to do that. So I'm going to encourage all of you out there who are listening, who are really involved in the hurricane, sorry, the earthquake or maybe the war between Russia and Ukraine, whatever it is, if you're focusing on something right now, it could be, even be politics that's negative, that's causing some stress, I'm going to encourage you to really do a little bit of a media detox and pull yourself away from it. Try not to have conversations on it. Don't look at it on Instagram or Facebook or watch it on the news. Really try to distance yourself from what is going on. Go ahead and make your donation Stay informed if you need to. Maybe give yourself a limit. You get, you know, 15 minutes in the morning. Um, again, I, I really don't even like saying in the morning because whatever you do in the morning sets your tone for the day. It's why meditating is so beautiful to do in the day, in the morning because it sets your tone for the day, raises your vibration. And 
So when we wake up and we look to see what happened overnight, or we look to see what's going on the latest crisis, we're setting the tone for our day already in that lower vibration. We're starting our, our day with cortisol production versus serotonin or something that feels good. So I really just want to encourage all of you right now who, like I said, who are involved to do your best to try to distance yourself a little bit, make your donations, send your messages to the people you care about, do a little bit, but give yourself a time limit, maybe do it in the middle of the day. And then that's it. Unplug for the rest of the time. And show yourself a little extra self-love right now. Go out into nature, take a walk, do some meditation, get yourself moving, do exercise, hug your pets or your children or your loved ones or even a friend, whatever you can do to kind of clear away this heavy energy because it's dark. It's dark and it's heavy and it's real. And we don't want to put our head in the sand and ignore it. But at the same time, we don't want it to affect us and our life. You need to look around you and try to bring in as much light into your life and show yourself some gratitude for where you are in the now. It's so important to look around, whether it's a sunny day, you have beautiful plants, there's flowers blooming, um, a friend calls you from out of the blue, whatever it is that's around you in the now that makes you feel good, really spend some extra time focusing on that, maybe writing down a list of that, because we want to bring light in during this dark time. It will help you be a better person and to think clearer and to be a better friend and to be just a better human. Uh, And that's what we want, right? We all want to share our positive energy to bring up the collective consciousness. um, and, And it can be a challenge, obviously, with things that are going on like they are right now. So again, just really try to celebrate where you are, and be thankful, grateful, whatever it is that you have in your life. And um, you know you can donate, as I said, and do things like that. But your everyday life, it's so important that you protect your energy and do everything you can to keep yourself healthy and happy and clean and try not to engage in some of these low vibrating conversations, at least as, as much as possible. So that's it. I know I've gone on and on, but I really just wanted to do an update to let you know that We don't need to be donating hard goods anymore. Just to recap, financial donations are really, really, really needed. They're crucial right now. I already listed Turkish Philanthropy Fund, AHBAP, the Animal Rescue, all links in the show notes below. Um, Send me anything that you have additional that you would like me to check out, of course. And I am going to leave you with something good. So we have that. But I also want to leave you with something that you can do this week to help you feel good, to help you in your well-being journey. And that is the I am game. And it's similar to the yes game. And we've done that before, right? Is Gabby Bernstein's what are you a yes to, which is you just kind of rift. You're like, I'm a yes to love. I'm a yes to feeling happy. I'm a yes to more days of waking up feeling inspired. I'm a yes to being a good friend. I'm a yes to feeling sexy. I'm a yes to abundance coming my way. Whatever it is that you want to come in that feels good and you just let your imagination run wild with anything you can think of. I'm a yes to beautiful vacations. I'm a yes to days where I wake up feeling full of energy. Whatever it is you say, that's the yes game. I love that. Today, I wanna teach you the I am game. And the reason this one is so great is our bodies are really smart in a lot of ways, but they don't really know the difference 
of what's real and what's not real sometimes. So the words we say are really important. It's why we don't want to ever say that we have like an illness, right? You don't want to like talk about things like that. Um, are, we want to be really careful with how we choose our words. And so the I am game is saying things that you are right now that are good and that are positive, and it will get your little cells fired up. It will start raising your energy. It will shift your mind if you're like going down that loop of negativity or down that loop of sadness or whatever it is. It'll shift your mind to happy thoughts and to um, things that are in alignment with who you are, to your higher self, and it will bring you back into a nice balance. And it's as simple as just saying, I am, and then you fill in the blank with something good. So I am happy. I am full of joy. I am healthy. I am strong. I am abundant. I am a good friend. I am a good mother. I am eager for what's to come. I am excited for my life. I am, and you you get the idea. You just keep saying it. And it can be things that you're 100% sure of, or it could also be things that maybe you're not really sure of, but you want it because we're going to manifest it, right? So nothing that is contrasting. Anything contrasting that comes to mind, no. We're just saying that good things, good things. I am sexy. I am full of joy. I know I said that, but I love that, right? We're born to be full of joy. So I want to keep saying that. I'm full of joy. I am happy. I am abundant. I am eager for life. I am excited for what's to come. I am proud of who I am. I am working. No. (laughs) Anyway, you get the idea. I don't want to go on and on, but that's what we're going to do this week. We're going to do the I am game. So I hope you like that. Do it while I do it while I'm going for my walk. I do it while I'm drying my hair. I might do it while I'm driving because if you can actually do it out loud, that's even better. Of course you can do it in your head. You know, maybe you're on the train or an airplane, you're sitting in your office chair. Of course you can do it in your head. That's not a problem. But if you can do it out loud, that's even better and has even more impact. And you might even hear in my voice right now, um, the reason I kind of stumbled there for a minute is because I was thinking of something that was a little personal, maybe a little racy, (laughs) but it was enough to like boost my energy, right? You can hear it in my voice. You can hear that I'm smiling because I feel so good now that I just did this I am game after talking about something so heavy like the earthquake. So again, my heart goes out to everybody who's affected. Stay safe, stay well. Um, I'm so proud of the world coming together and humanity really helping. Please share this podcast with anybody that you know, or maybe even people that you don't know. Put it on your social media, put it in your LinkedIn, put it on your Facebook page, and maybe it will reach somebody who just wasn't exactly sure where to donate. Again, my connection with Turkey, I live there more than half the year. I absolutely love it. I've had no family there. I didn't know anybody until I moved there. I took a leap of faith. It was one of the scariest and most exciting and rewarding things I've ever done about five years ago. I just basically bought a one-way ticket and um, went there for some healing, my healing journey, and it changed my life. So that is my connection to Turkey, in case you're wondering. There's a little bit more that goes into business now, um, but initially that was the plan. So that's it for this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. I'm your host, Michelle Schoenfeld. Know that you're loved you are worthy. You were born for a reason and the universe needs your gifts. It really does. We're all part of a bigger collective here. So until next time, stay safe and healthy everyone and live in joy. Namaste.
Thank you for listening to this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. If you liked it or you like this podcast in general, please take a moment and share the love by dropping me a review, giving me a rating, or sharing it with your friends. The more love and light we can spread, the better our world will be. Thank you, and until next time, namaste.